0: To go ahead and open this uh, up in prayer first uh, just to make sure our hearts are ready our hearts are receptive all praise and and worship uh, was fantastic and that should have gotten you already ready but for those who haven't yet this prayer is for you uh, also for me as I, i minister to you all lord i just thank you for this wonderful beautiful day this opportunity to stand before your sheep father remind myself or remind everyone here of what pastor talked about about the bima remember who you stand before as i remember i stand before you lord giving a message father that i want you to speak through me to your people who i'm also standing before I pray, Father, and just throw away all the flesh and desires and, and anything that I have attached to this message away and give it to you so that you and your will may move freely and fully to the extent that you need it to, and to the hearts that you have already prepared to receive this message. We just lift your name, Father God, and I just, I just echo what I heard Prophetess saying when she was done praying, where would we be, where would she be without Jesus? Where would we be without you? You are not only our salvation, Yeshua, you are also the example, the example to live, the example to be the word, the example to express your word. So as we remember this time that is set before us in this dispensation, what this really truly means, continue to keep our ears open, our eyes open, and our hearts receptive. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Oh, let me set my timer one second. I got you. So I keep on top. All right, there we go. All right, well, I just want to start out real quick on who I am, because I'm a firm believer of you should know your speaker, who is speaking before you. So not only am I a renewed man, redeemed by the blood of Christ, who died for my sins and rose again, who I worship and accept as my Lord, who is sitting at the right hand of God, interceding on my behalf and your behalf. (laughs) The mouthful. When I was younger, I grew up Southern Baptist. Um, my parents were very getting to church, getting to good youth group, kind of let the church mold and teach how, you, how we should be and how we're growing up. Um, the, the sound doctrine that we learned. We learned, you know, of course, Christ was the centerpiece to everything. He was our salvation. He rose. Uh, we believe in the Trinity. Um, but we never went to the roots of the, the Hebrew roots, the, the Old Testament, um, and the, the meanings behind it. It's not something that we should ignore anymore it's something that we should have a complete understanding now that the book is finished now that Christ has done his job that that the prophecies have been fulfilled and with Christ coming I was one of the kids probably in my teens where I when I was in Sunday school I would be the one in the back uh, leaning my chair up against the wall banging my head just being a distraction um, I was one of those that I didn't want to be noticed, but I wanted to make sure nobody was really paying attention. Um, and if uh, people who are watching this, uh, some of my core friends that I still keep in touch with that know me back then, I was not the nicest person. Mercy was not one of my uh, strong suits or forgiveness. Um, but still, in that time frame, I, I found Christ. Christ found me. <laughs> and um, I became a completely, total, totally different person in my youth um had a hunger for the word and had a a desire to be with god um understood um early on of spending time with him and how much importance it was and then of course through high school and through those years i kind of drifted away um my passion or my focus was no longer on christ no longer on god or what he wanted me to do it's kind of my mindset of what was my next career what was my next step it wasn't until i came into this ministry It probably wasn't until pastor and teacher started talking about the heart and the renewed man, the fight of the renewed mind, the mindset, where it really kind of took root into me, uh, not only practicing what you all are teaching, but also truly understanding the way I understand, the way God has designed me. The reason why pastor said that, the affinity for the, the, the Hebrew, uh, not only just in the language, it's just I'm a, a visual learner. When I was growing up, when I was taking notes, I'd always draw my notes. and Each picture would represent something to help me focus and, and kind of remember what that, that, that concept was. And a lot of the Hebrew, a lot of the, the remembrance in the Bible that God calls us to remember is not out of rhetoric, which I just recently learned, it's not out of religion. It's remembering like a relationship. So let's say your spouse or significant other, family member, what have you, is overseas, Okay and then you're just driving around and you pass the place where you guys had your first date. You remember that, not as a, as a logistic or a legalistic remembrance, but it's because it brought to your mind the person you love and what you guys did at that time and what it meant to you. So every time you see, and this is cutting my, my, my second message, I actually kinda had like three, but this is cutting my second message short here. Um, that, Every time you see the words in the Bible, remember, it's not out of religious duty. It's because God is calling you to have a relationship with him. All right. I don't know if that was my five minutes for who I am, but then let me go ahead and start talking about who, the message here. When pastor came to me to do communion, he told me just to talk about what communion means to me. And I remember a fundamental memory uh, of what we, what I experience in communion once, uh, when, when I experience communion, and you only really read it in John 13. And to set the stage, you know, to set the stage. Right now, Christ is preparing or about to have the Passover Seder. Okay, the, you can go through Matthew all the way through John through the four Gospels. This says he's at Passover. Okay. And he's about to perform Seder. And Seder in Hebrew means order. So it just amazed me and in, in John of how he started the order. It wasn't initially getting the plates out, setting those up. It wasn't initially going through the prayers and the blessings. The first thing he did was he, well, let's go ahead. I'm going to borrow that chair and the pastor I'm going to call you up. All right. Sorry, hon. <laughs> if minister can go ahead and go to uh, John 13, I believe. Is that what I had? Okay. And let me just get set up here. The reason why I do this is because it was impactful when I did it. Not only when I visualized it, but when I actually, not when I saw it, but when I did it. So I'm going to act out exactly what the minister back there is going to read to you all. And I want to show you how Christ started his order of the Passover that reminds you what God did for them in the past and what he was about to do right then and there, which was, salvation.
1: This is Yohanan chapter 13 at verse 4. So he rose from the table, removed his outer garments, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Then he poured some water into a basin and began to wash the feet of the Talmudim and wipe them off with the towel wrapped around him. He came to Shimon Kepha and said to him, Lord, you are washing my feet? Yeshua answered him, you don't understand yet what I am doing, but in time you will understand. No, said Kepha, you will never wash my feet. Yeshua answered him, if I don't wash you, you have no share with me. Lord, Shimon Kepha replied, not only my feet, but my hands and head too. Yeshua said to him, a man who has had a bath doesn't need to wash except his feet. His body is already clean. And you people are clean, but not all of you. He knew who was betraying him. This is why he said, not all of you are clean. After after he had washed their feet, taken back his clothes, and returned to the table, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me Rabbi and Lord, and you are right because I am. Now if I, the Lord and Rabbi, have washed your feet, you also should wash each other's feet. For I have set you an example, so that you may do as I have done to you.
0: All right, let me check my time here. (laughs) All right, so I did that when I was in my youth group to the leaders of of, of the youth group. And my goal was to do it to all the ministers here, but time would not allow. But that reminds me that when God, when Christ set the order, he made a specific, in the of that servant leadership is key. And here's the thing, he's called Ephraim to be a leader. He's called Tiffany to be a leader. He's called Dustin to be a leader. He's called Ryan, he's called Aaron to be a leader. He's called everyone in here to be a leader. But it may not be the leader that you think in your mind. (laughs) The leader he has in his mind is the servant leader. What you guys just witnessed Imagine you sitting in the seat that pastor was sitting in. Imagine Christ, the son of God, all right? The son of everything. God himself kneeling down and cleaning your feet. Now, I love how it says that a man who is clean or is taking taken a bath doesn't need to wash himself, but only his feet are dirty. It makes me realize or it makes me remember that Christ has cleansed us but yet he's calling us to wash each other's feet. So could that be, mean, just think about it here. Could that just mean the minor offenses that we take on each other? Could that mean to wash away those feelings of resentment or jealousy or anger? Those little minuscule things that we hold on to. Because we as Christians are cleansed. But yet we are called to wash each other's feet, wash those minor offenses away in the hearts of a servant leader. Now the title of this message, and it's going to be quick and you don't, have to, please, you don't need to take notes, is God's promise to the servant leader, okay? Now in the same scripture, John 13, let me pull this up real quick, sorry was up, but my phone likes to die. All right. It says, all right, so we ended at 15. For I set you an example so that you may do as I have done to you. Yes, indeed. I tell you, a slave is no greater than his master, nor is an emissary greater than the one who sent him. You realize, through one of the pa- teachers of, pa- oh, excuse me, the teachings of pastor, we are called emissaries of Christ. In that statement, he's saying that we are are not greater than the one who sent us. And if you know these things, in verse 17, you will be blessed if you do them. A lot of messages, a lot of teachings these days outside of this ministry are saying, ask God for blessings, be blessed. Get a car, you're blessed, get a job, you're blessed. But Christ, if you read this in the Red Letter Bible, It's Jesus stating, you will be blessed if you become a servant leader. If you serve others, serve his kingdom. And there's an extension to my story that I I couldn't get to until here, is my change here. No matter what I was going through, whatever my family was going through, I continued to come because I knew that this was where God put me. I knew, and I knew that no matter what I was doing, the enemy would try to keep me away. And then I remember pastors teaching, and it, this all didn't click until like last night or the night before. Uh, I, just, I just go through the actions and let the spirit work. Um, that pastor said that you find your purpose when you're in the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, you're serving him and his people. So some of y'all might know, some of, them, some of you guys might not even care, but I do come here every week to just vacuum the halls, take care of the sanctuary, trim the chairs. But I do that because, yes, I we are the temple, but God has given us this house. God has given us this house. So I took it as joy coming in here, not as chores, but the ability to talk to God, praise God, thank God, as I am vacuuming the hallways, as I'm in the sanctuary. And when I'm trimming your chairs, meaning I'm getting all the little fuzz balls off with those little clippers, I am praying in tongues. I am blowing my shofar as I am each individual chair. And I do that in secret. I don't say this stuff to boast, but for you all to realize the call of leadership is being a servant leader. And and I love it because in the same chapter, let me see where I wrote that down, I'm sorry. 34. In the same chapter of servant leadership, of explaining what a servant leadership should look like, God tells us how to be a servant leader. And it goes right along with what we've been learning. 34, I am giving you a new command that you keep on loving each other in the same way that I have loved you. You are also to keep on loving each other. Everyone will know that you are my Talmud, my disciples, by the fact that you have love for each and every one of us. And that was right after Christ, God himself, bending down, to wash our feet. Okay. My time is, all righty. <laughs> so once again, we are all called to be leaders. Stop looking to the world to define your ideal leader. All right, Our example here is written in the word. And there is a lot more that I wanna go into of what I touched base with in the beginning about how our Lord is a God that has created us to remember, to recall, almost to the point where our default thoughts are what we remember. And that's how we act upon what we remember of our past. Yet God says remember him. His actions. His deliverance. Not only for the Israelites when they're when they're dealing with when they're when they're going through Passover it's not only remembering how he saved us from Egypt, but we all have a personal Egypt. We learned in teacher's teaching that Egypt is bondage. We all have fought or have been redeemed from a spirit of bondage. And in this time that you're taking communion, that you're partaking in the sacraments, remember the bondage God, had re- uh, re- excuse me, the timer's going off, the bondage that God has uh, redeemed you from has rescued you from, had lead you out, led you out. And remember that he only calls you to follow him, to be a servant leader, and to love. Okay.